if you go in with eyes wide open, you can understand what's going on. And unfortunately, there's a whole lot of attorneys that don't know what the heck they're doing and will put some real garbage uh, out there as work product. Um, and, and unfortunately, people seem to think that all attorneys know what they're doing because they're an attorney. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Glad to have you back on Complete Estate Planning. This podcast goes through many different aspects of the estate planning process, but more importantly, trying to educate you along the way on what you need to be thinking about, why it's important to be putting a plan in place, how do you build that plan, who should you work with, all these things we go through over the course of the podcast. But today we're talking about cost. When you think attorney, those dollar bill signs may come up in your head a little bit. So you might be shopping around for a good deal. We're going to tell you why the price should scare you in certain situations. So that'll be our, our plan of attack today on the podcast. Joined as always by Nick Rosenbauer. He is a state planning attorney and the owner of Rosenbauer Law Office. You can find their office right there in Westchester and you find them online anytime at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. Welcome in, Nick. How are you? Doing great. Doing great, Ben. Um, and speaking of price should scare <laughs> you, um, if you, if you look up, uh, if you go to one of these toy stores or, well, not go to the store, but look up any of the uh, the websites for, for the toy stores for the kids. It's unbelievable. Um, and then, you know, once uh, the kid gets to the point where the baby car seat's not big enough and we have to get another one and it's, I didn't know they made uh, $400 car seats, but, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but here we go. You know, the, the thing almost looks like uh, something that would be in a NASA spaceship. Um, so we're, we're, uh, I guess the, the holidays uh, are, are coming up. It's good. But, uh, you know, at the same time trying to decide what do we get for the kid who's spoiled and has everything, but he's our kid and he's cute and he has us wrapped <laughs> around our fingers. So, um, I'm trying to be reasonable, but I'm a complete sucker. So I have a, I have a bad feeling this is going to be, he's going to get quite a haul this year for, for Christmas. Have you... <laughs> Have you thought that far ahead or, or gotten all the presents yeah. yet at this point? Well, we haven't gotten all the presents. We thought about it a little bit. She's still young enough to not, I think, not really know what's going on. But also, like, when we had our birthday party a couple of months ago, she was had no interest in the gifts. Like, it was just kind of like, okay, I'm done. It was kind of in her nap zone, so maybe that was it. Uh, but we were just like, why, what, what do we do? Like, we just found ourselves opening the gifts ourselves. And we're like, what are we doing right now? Why are we sitting here opening for our own good and for pictures and whatever else, we're sitting here opening like 10 or 15 gifts. What should we do for Christmas? So we, we, we'll probably get a few things, but I think next year will be the year that we're really uh, getting hit in the pocket more so than this year. Well, and on top of it, our, our house is just a, a disaster because <laughs> he, he just takes everything everywhere. I, I, I can't believe I have not torn an ankle or, or something like that yet. Um, we just we just don't have any room for it. Um, so he doesn't need any toys. But I mean, I, I know we're going to buy stuff. I, I just I'm yeah. not going to sit here and act like we can hold out. I'm just I'm such a <laughs> sucker. Um, and whenever he plays with me and gives me a hug and says dad, dad, and, and talks to me and, and waves, you know, goodbye and things like that. 
So I'm trying to I'm trying to stay strong because he doesn't. You're right. He doesn't need a whole lot. And um, I know for last Christmas and for for his birthday, he enjoyed ripping things apart. But as soon as the the wrapping paper was gone, um, right. you know, he was on to the next thing. So maybe I just get him a few empty boxes yeah. and wrap them in in paper and put some bows on it, and he'll probably be happy as can be. <laughs> there you go. Whatever works. But yeah, I'm. I'm with you. We're living kind of the similar life with stuff everywhere. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of a mess around the house. It's constant picking up and putting things back where they were only to see them removed and thrown around the floor once again. But, oh, well, we do it for our children and it's, a, it's still a lot of fun. I uh, can't complain about that aspect of it. But let's uh, let's not get too far down that path, uh, Nick. Let's let's kind of focus on what we got today. And, and that's about the costs. And you mentioned price. And a lot of times, you know, this estate planning process, people go online. We've talked about why do it yourself is not always the best idea. Uh, but a lot of people are looking at the cost. You know, I want to try to save some money on my estate plan. Now, you know, a lot of people, thankfully, won't will go beyond the do it yourselfers and, and look at actually working with an attorney, somebody that can actually sit down with you. Like you do, Nick, you can customize something and actually make it unique to them and actually work with them directly on what needs they have rather than just kind of a fill in the blank contract that, you know, some places do online. But when it comes to attorneys, I think the first thing I think of, and I mentioned this on top of the show is, you know, you think about how much an attorney is going to cost you. So I would assume a lot of people, when they begin this process, that's one of the first things they look at, right? Well, yes, it is. And I think we're, we're as a society, we're just trained to, to think that way. But the problem is, I think a lot of our purchases are, are, are commodities. So I think one of the things we look at, and what I mean by commodity is it's the same or basically the same thing. Um, and if a gallon of milk at Kroger and a gallon of milk at Meyer are the same gallon of milk, then the only the only way to decide which one to get is get the one that's a dollar ninety nine instead of the one that's two thirty nine because you're getting the exact same thing, but saving money. And I get that. That's a smart move. Um, but it, people mistakenly think legal services are uh, a commodity. So if you need an estate plan, you call me, you get the exact same thing as the next guy, as the next guy, as the next guy. And to be honest with you, these the services like LegalZoom.com, um, their whole marketing ploy is trying to you know, dumb this down and tell people that it's all the exact same thing and we're the exact same as any fancy, big, expensive attorney. So I get where people come from. Um, however, look, it's not the same. My estate plan, the guy down the street's estate plan, you know, the guy downtown's estate plan, LegalZoom's estate plan, you're not getting the exact same thing. First off, right. every attorney's different. Um, there's a number of things you're paying for uh, when when you work with someone for you know legal services and advice or things that you're not paying for that you don't get. Obviously, think about their their knowledge level or their expertise. Someone who's done this every single day of their life, um, you know, of their professional life, and studies this all the time, and you know has read you know, the updated uh, Ohio Trust Code and the tax code and things like that and, and could recite them from memory is a whole heck of a lot different than someone just out of school or a 
bankruptcy attorney who has a few template forms. Right. Okay? So you're getting something a whole lot different there. And then do you remember the phrase, and this is very old school, but they used to refer to attorneys as attorneys and counselors at law? Well, that that phrase has been dropped, but my goodness, the, the counseling or the legal advice, um, and this is honestly where, where most of my clients say, wow, and, and are thankful. You know, understand all of your options, uncover all of the issues, make some suggestions, bring up things they're not aware of, give them, you know, lay everything out on the table. Um, so give them all their options and say why each of those options may be a good idea or a bad idea. Here's something you could be doing better. Or I've had a number of cases, shoot, where they come in and they read something on Professor Google, so to speak, and <laughs> they have this idea in their head, and I say, you don't need that. So, heck, there have been times when the counseling or legal advice has actually saved people money um, or uncovered issues that they didn't think about. There's the actual estate planning documents themselves, and, and this is all LegalZoom.com's charging you for as a PDF. Shoot, they don't even use their own paper. Um, so there's, you know, the estate planning documents themselves and then the time spent by the attorney. And, and there's a number of things here. There's counseling, there's meeting with the clients, there's drafting, um, there's reviewing the documents, uh, proofreading is a big one. And just as an example here uh, at our office, there is between, depending on married or single, and the complexity of the plan, will, trust, what have you. Um, I'd say we spend probably an average of 8 to 16 hours, sometimes as much as 20 hours of attorney time with each client, with each family when preparing their estate plan. Wow. Okay. Three to four meetings, review their assets, draft the documents, and then multiple rounds of proofreading. Okay, so that's that's what you're paying for. It's not okay. necessarily good to think of this as a commodity where a will is a will is a will, and the only thing different is the name of the person uh, on the front cover and how fancy of paper they use. So I, <laughs> that's, that's where yeah. people get uh, trapped in this, and there's a whole heck of a lot more that goes on behind the scenes than here's your will. So So I think that's where people end up uh, starting down the wrong path and asking price is the first question. And I think you, you know, you explaining kind of what goes into your typical process uh, for a, someone as you're building an estate plan is very helpful to kind of get an understanding of, of what somebody's paying for and what, what it takes to get an estate plan prepared the correct way. Let's look at the other side of that though. So, you know, we kind of have the bar set with what you're doing. Explain to me what someone that's bidding much lower than you on my, my business is actually going to do for me. Let's say I got $500 to spend because they say that's what they can get it done for, Nick. $500 will take care of it. So how does that, how does that math work out for them? Well, I, and we were talking off air before this, um, I, I met with a family the other day earlier this week. And when we went through what needs to be done, they, they said, oh, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Um, and then what do you charge? Because uh, the other guy said he can do this for $500. And I, I just went back through to see how I could do a plan that is even good enough that I would be comfortable putting my name on it without losing money. So let's, let's just take an example and walk through basic math and what I call lawyer math here because <laughs> attorneys you know, are, are not 
engineers or mathematicians. But let's say we have $500 and I think at $300 an hour, which I think is kind of uh, low to mid-range uh, hourly rate for someone who knows what they're doing in the suburbs. Now, if you go downtown, the prices certainly go up. But let's say $300 an hour. That's less than two hours uh, of attorney time before they're in the red. Think about that. It's $500. They have about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. So Jeez. think about it. The first hour... Uh, is already burnt up with the first meeting and getting to know the clients and understanding what they need. The attorney barely has any time to draft any sort of paperwork, no time to proofread it, and probably no time to explain it to you. Um, and we're we're burnt through our hour and, and 30 or hour and 40 minutes, um, and then they're done. That's all they can give you without losing money. Um, and if you say, what about questions or follow up, or if you want the attorney to spend some time actually understanding your situation and giving you some legal advice, you know, good luck with that. It's, you know, the, the margins just aren't there, uh, if that makes sense. So like I said, yeah. $300, you know, $300 an hour and shoot even $200 an hour. If we want to go on the lower end, go for a cheaper attorney. You know, we still can, you know, two and a half hours, I think, if my math is correct. And that's all they can do uh, before they lose money on you. So so think about all the things we talked about and everything you're paying for. And, you know, to do it right, we're eight to 16, maybe 20 hours. OK, so just think of how much I couldn't give you and how much I could not do for you in order to get that done. Yeah, it sounds like you definitely get one meeting tops <laughs> like you know either either you're going to have them kind of learn about you a lot and then spend very little time putting the documents together and proofreading them and making sure they're accurate or they're going to spend a lot of time on the documents and not really know much about your situation they're just going to take the documents put a plan together with or without your uh, your agree i guess with your input uh, and it sounds like you know the options are very good but when you do the math like that and you spell it out to what it costs per hour. It makes no sense. So how do they even do this without going bankrupt then? How can they even afford to do this? Well, I don't know that they can, um, to, to be honest with you. But if we had to, um, and shoot, there's a number of uh, there's a number of attorneys out there where you just download a questionnaire and you, you plan everything yourself. Um, they say, who do you want to do this? Who do you want to do that? Tell me about your specific bequests, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, without even you know knowing it, there's no legal advice. Some of these uh, are done without the attorney ever meeting with you. Um, but the only way to go about it that I see as possible, and I've, and I've seen this, this happens a lot in the industry, unfortunately. Um, you have to have preset packages or preset estate plans. So you have to find a way to fit the client's specific similar situation into one of your you know, prepackaged meal. So think of it like picking a different value meal at the drive-through. So if you need a, if if your family needs a will, you get option one, two. You know, you get meal one, two, three, or four, and it already has to be written. Okay. Otherwise, there there's no way that you can that, that you can spend any time you know drafting a plan for that family. Just which of these that we've already made and recycled a million times. Um, would work good enough for you. Um, second one, and a lot of these usually go together. You'll get more than one of these at the same time. It's not their main area of expertise. Okay, let's let's say maybe they see this as a side hustle. 
Uh, maybe they do divorce law or bankruptcy, but they have a couple templates. You know, they can't spend any time keeping up with the laws, studying, understanding the tax code, what have you. So this is just a little bu- a little icing on the cake to get a few hundred dollars out the door for another case that they did spend time with you. And then I guess the the next way, look, these probably go together. You have a few different preset plans that are pre-drafted, and a lot of times you'll see blank lines for them to fill their names in. I know a lot of attorneys who do their estate planning documents with cut and paste. They literally have Microsoft Word uh, templates on their computer, and if John Smith was my last client, and then I come in, he just does a find, replace John Smith with Nick Rosenbauer. Um, Now, I've seen a lot of these where the last client's names were mistakenly left in the documents in a few places. So uh, it's a lot of cut and paste, a lot of um, swapping out names. Um, You can't proofread. There's no way. There's no time to do that at all. You just have to cut that out and hope for the best. I I think you could save time by not explaining the documents to the clients. You could do a a real estate closing. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, here's your estate planning documents. It does everything you want. Sign here, sign here, sign here, initial here. Uh, get the heck out of my office. I think you could save time that way. I'm not saying it's good, but that's something you can do. Couldn't answer any questions, that's for sure. So there's no way you know, to have question and answer, at least walk them through it so they understand. Um, and then a bonus one, something that I just thought of while we were talking here, is we've talked about you know, coordinating assets with the trust and known as trust funding and how important that is previously. Um, most attorneys keep costs down by not doing that. So they, they don't handle the whole second half of the legal work. So if there's a way they can only do a half job, but get away with it and then leave the rest on you, I think that's the other way. You have to cut time, you have to cut work. Um, and, and this has to basically be put on a, a very efficient uh, assembly line. And you're just like the last person. You're just like the next person. So all the families have to fit in this neat little prepackaged box, this value meal, cut paste. And then we have to, we can't proofread. We don't give a full explanation. And if we have a trust, we have to actually take the second half of the legal work and, and make you do that yourself. Um, so that's those are the things that I've actually seen in a number of law firms and, and a number of my colleagues I've talked to, uh, and I've kind of walked them you know, through my process, and they go through their process with me. So a little bit of a dirty secret in the industry, but that's, that's the only way someone can go, you know, can, can get a plan done that cheap uh, without them going bankrupt. Could this also be a situation where, you know, Somebody will say, okay, $500, we'll get your state plan taken care of, no worries. But maybe in their mind are thinking, hey, all the hours that'll come in behind this with having to correct things or answer questions, all the add-ons essentially that'll, uh, that'll add up to, to getting me to where I need to be. Is that, is that part of the process potentially in some cases? So, so that's a great question. Um, well, first off, if there's a, uh, if there's a correction you know, because you made a mistake, then I, I hope they don't charge to fix their own mistakes. So that would actually be worse. Um, but I, I do understand people say, well, let's get them in the door and then maybe we can do the bait and switch and, and sell them on something else in the future. Um, and, and, and you'll see this the reverse. 
if I just did a big nasty divorce for you, God forbid, and I got $25,000 in fees for that, I already have all your information. I can say, look, Ben, um, just tell me who you want to be your decision makers. We're obviously taking your ex off of it. And then we just slap some will templates together and 500 or maybe a thousand bucks, something like that out the door. And then we're already familiar enough with you. And as long as we can get away with not asking any questions or understanding your situation, uh, we can do it. And the flip side of it is probate's very lucrative. So if we can have a very basic, generic, you know, will-based template, and we don't even have a, a discussion about minimizing or avoiding probate, could be an investment in your future uh, from the attorney standpoint. I, you know, for five hundred or thousand dollars, I'll slap some wills together because I'll make thirty-five thousand dollars when they die in probate fees. So I guess if they're that patient and, and want to think about the long game, uh, I can see that working. Although I don't, I don't think that's very good to the clients, not serving them by any stretch of the imagination. And that goes back to not letting them understand their options, just telling them you just need a will, and maybe they do, but maybe they don't and not explaining here's how it plays out in the end. I got you. Well, we got a pretty good understanding of kind of how this breaks down. Do you want to maybe kind of close this out with maybe a quick kind of summary for somebody that's getting ready for this process and maybe looking for an attorney now and and sees that, hey, attorney A is charging me a few thousand dollars while attorney B is charging me a few hundred dollars. You know, why should they, again, just kind of quick summary, be careful with that decision and why it's so important over the long term? Well, just understand what you're getting into, okay? And I'm not going to tell everyone they have to hire attorney X or attorney Y, but understand what you're getting. Understand what you're giving up, okay? Because there's some people who say, don't care. A will is a will is a will. I've had some people say, look, when I'm gone, I don't really give a rip, but I know I need to have this. Okay, Um, and, and they can sleep well at night with something that they know is going to be a mess when they pass away. It is what it is. Just understand that it's not a commodity. Estate planning and legal services in general and the advice and the counsel, the expertise, um, the attorney's time and you know, really spending the time to understand your situation and, and create something for you. Just understand that. So understand what you're getting for your money and whether or not you're getting good advice and, you know, your own estate plan, or if you're just getting put into a, a drive-through value menu, you know, estate plan value menu, you know, meal number four or something like that. So just if you go in with eyes wide open, you can understand what's going on. And unfortunately, there's a whole lot of attorneys that don't know what the heck they're doing and will put some real garbage uh, out there as work product. Um, and, and unfortunately, people seem to think that all attorneys know what they're doing because they're an attorney. Ben, there's a lot of stupid attorneys out there. There's a lot of slimeball attorneys out there. There's a lot of lazy attorneys out there. And there's a lot of greedy attorneys out there. So don't, just because attorneys are supposed to be upstanding citizens, there's a lot that are, are not. So, so be careful about it. Uh, it should raise red flags, you know, if it's too good to be true. Think about it like this. You say you want to, your, your, your daughter grows up, you want to buy her a safe, reliable, dependable car that had all the features, had never been in an accident. And I brought out something and said, you know what, Ben, for $300, I got this great, reliable car. 
would you start jumping for joy because you got a great deal? No. No. You, you'd not. say, what in the heck's going on? Does this car even have wheels, you know, for crying out loud? Is there even an engine in it? So understand what you're getting and what you're not getting when you look for the low bidder. That 500 or, shoot, even seven, even a $1,000 estate plan should probably terrify you, um, depending on your situation, how complex it is. You get or you don't get what you paid for. And the last thing I'll say, be really careful about the attorney who will quote the price to you over the phone, okay? Would right. you ask your doctor to diagnose whether or not you need ACL surgery over the phone? Nope. Why not? Can't get a thorough evaluation of what's going on. Yeah, they have no way of knowing what the heck's going on with a five-minute phone conversation. But these people call and say, hey, how much is your estate plan? Well, don't know yet. Don't know what you need. <laughs> um, but the people who call around and a bunch of these attorneys will just give them a price without knowing any situation. So I guarantee you the person quoting you over the phone after a five-minute call uh, is not qualified to tell you what you do or do not need because they just literally haven't spent enough time with you. And, and I think a lot of these, a lot of these dangers that we talked about, um, that's probably standard operating procedure for them. So again, you know, look for someone who will at least understand your situation before telling you what you need or what you may or may not need. And I have no way of knowing what it'll cost and how much work will be involved until I understand the situation. I have no idea if uh, we need surgery until I can x-ray and examine your ACL and look at your knee and, and things like that. So I would treat it the same way you would treat uh, a good doctor. Uh, if that's it, just, just have your eyes wide open. Look, every situation's different. Everyone needs something different. But understand what you're getting and what you're not getting um, if, you're, if price is the, the number one factor. Well, I appreciate you kind of pulling back the curtain on the industry and, and what goes into the process of building an estate plan. And, you know, the goal of the show is to help people make an informed decision when they decide to uh, choose an attorney and build their estate plan because it is important. And as is the case with most everything else, you get what you pay for. Uh, and that's the case here as well. If you want to get in touch with Nick, if you want to learn more about what Nick can do, what he can offer you, uh, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. You can you can contact him there. Plus, there's a ton of resources on his website too. If you're kind of early in that process and just kind of want to learn more about what's going to go into it, what all is needed, there's a ton of documents and, and planning kits on the website. Uh, but also, if you want to get in touch with Nick, there's a schedule a call button that's right there, right off the top as well. Click on that, and you can schedule a call with Nick. He's not going to tell you the price over the phone. You have to come in to, to see him in that case. But uh, it's great to set schedule a call, sit down with him, and start that process. It's very important. And, uh, and you will not regret sitting down with a good attorney in this process. It's going to really take care of your family over the long haul. But Nick, it's hard to believe this is uh, the end of 2020 for us wow. in terms of the podcast, the final show of the year. Wow. That's, uh, w when you say it like that, uh, it's, been, it's been a heck of a year. It's, it's funny. My wife and I, around, uh, around Christmas every year, we, we kind of take stock uh, so to speak, and, and look back. And, and typically, a couple days before Christmas, we'll go out to dinner and just relax and kind of reflect on the whole year. And then, you know, think about and pray about what we want for the next year. And it's funny because we prayed for a boring year. 
for 2020 <laughs> at the end of 2019. A year ago, we said, let's just have a boring 2020. Nothing crazy, nothing, you know, nothing outlandish. Let's do what we need to do. Let's raise our son. Um, let's, let's do good work and, you know, let's spend time with family. So, uh, it's been a wild one, but, uh, you know, we've been fortunate to this point. We've been blessed. We're still able to take care of people. Um, so, you know, with obviously Christmas is coming up here soon. So I guess just think about that, whatever, whatever Christmas or whatever the holidays look like, whether it's a zoom Christmas or if people are getting together or what have you. I guess just count your blessings because if anything, if this year's taught us anything, uh, there's a lot of people who who are much less fortunate and have have had it a heck of a lot worse, and it can be taken away from you at any time. I think we've learned that as well. But uh, Ben, I hope you and your family have a wonderful Christmas, whatever whatever the Christmas <laughs> celebration looks like, and. Uh, Guess uh, we'll catch it. Here's to a boring 2021. How's that? That that would be fine with a lot of people. And I will say, maybe if you remove all the external factors, maybe you didn't have a boring year, right? You couldn't leave the house. You you know, showing up for work, you go home. <laughs> I mean, right? You couldn't you couldn't travel at all. So I guess when you look at it that way, maybe it was a boring year. That's that's true. But uh, you know, when not it what becomes, you imagined. <laughs> when it becomes a trend in your in all of Ohio. You know, when people lived to watch our, our governor's daily afternoon press conference and there were T-shirts made and I think it was called like wine with DeWine or something like that. Oh, man. I don't know. My, <laughs> our, our governor's become more of a, you know, hero or anti-hero than ever before. Right. Um, so it's been uh, um, there's always been something to talk about. We'll put it that way. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate everybody finding the podcast in 2020. It's been it's been a good year, a lot of growth, and we appreciate everybody that's uh, listened and also provided feedback and, and reached out to Nick as a result to this, of this show. And uh, we hope you spread the word on the podcast. And if you haven't hit subscribe yet, please do. Uh, we would appreciate that as well. We have a new episode every couple of weeks. So we'll, uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again in 2021. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.